Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by three queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you the gayest realness you didn't know you needed. I'm Chris. I'm a trans man. I use he, him pronouns, and my Instagram is at see the stars ablaze. I'm Courtney. I'm a lesbian. I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at court underscore roads. I'm Chris. I'm queer. I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at the YOLO bandit. Jay, you don't have to say your Instagram, but how do you want to intro yourself? We have a special guest. Her name is Jessica. Yeah, I'm Jessica. I'm a bi. I use she, her pronouns, and I will tell you my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's at jmarsh. Just spelled J- J-A-Y-M-A-R-S-H, <laughs> which is one of those things like Chef Chris and Torres, I just love to say, jmarsh. I gotta go follow you. (laughs) Hold on. It was a nickname from cheerleading. Oh, you were cheerleading? Rhea's cheering for Satan, but that's about it. <laughs> there, there's a, let me go find this photo on my Instagram. I have a photo that makes it look like I was a cheerleader. No, it does not. <laughs> Jay, um, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for being our special guest. Um, I love that you always say special guest. <laughs> so special guest. Thanks for being our special friend. This <laughs> week, we're talking about vulnerability. We're talking about holidays, holidays with family. We're going to touch on like New Year's topics. Um, but we want to know just a little bit more about you. So you said bye. Um, what what, uh, what makes you there? I know just because I'm good friends with you. It's <laughs> like you were there. I know because I'm good friends with you that like bye is sort of a newer within the past couple of years uh, change for you. So let's take us on your journey because everyone's we're all living versions of the same journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I... I moved out to Texas probably like four years ago, mm-hmm. just about. And from where? From California, I'm from San Jose, California. And I didn't date any women when I lived in California. And you grew up there. And I grew up there. Yeah. But I kissed a whole lot of them, and I was just like, you know, <laughs> as one does. <laughs> like maybe we should, you know, like I was like watching the L word in college, just like a straight person for sure. And JK. <laughs> and um, yeah, it wasn't until I got to uh, to Texas that I started uh, dating women or seeing women. Uh, yeah, namely, Texas, the land of the gays. Oh my know. god! Yeah, and it, well, <laughs> you know, so like, there's nothing about like getting really, really far away from everyone who's ever known you that you can totally just like, try on a new version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, just like uh-huh, breathe uh-huh, easy uh-huh. without, um, yeah, just just breathe easy, you know. And it's so funny, even from being in like a Silicon Valley, is still very very liberal. But it's just kind of like this. They knew me as my sixth grade self, you know. It's just kind of weird. So you had a life out there where you had like a business with oh a partner, gosh, yeah, very significant a, straight relationship. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh-huh. Everybody knew, you know. And this is it's not a small town, but it's a small town. There's like three cool people in it. Well, in the type of business that you did too, right? You had a coffee shop. That's like tons of regular. It's like community style. Totally, totally, totally. So it's like you run into people, which is like neither here nor there, but it's like being like kind of like a like trying on like actually what my sexuality might be and under just the strict supervision of my hometown was just a little bit past my comfort level so um but yeah once I got to Texas I um probably I mean it was it was not even on my radar whatever but I mean Obviously, it was. Hot babes. Anyways, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was um, fucking, I want to be like, shut up because you can tell me. Um, I was friends with uh, this girl. Where do I want to go with this? And it, Chris and I dated. It's like, I mean, that's how we knew each other in the first place. I was like, where are we going? We decided to open that. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Full disclosure. I was the first girl you did. The first. That's what I was gonna say. Like was the first. relationship. Relationship. So you're the, the first, like you, female relationship. Yeah, you're the second person that I slept with. There's the second person I had like. Oh, there's, that's like, a right. There was a whole first person. Yes, there was. Wow, wow, wow. Oh. Anyway. There was this whole first person. Mm-hmm. You were into her, and she had like a secret someone somewhere else. Was that kind of it? No. I a little bit forget. No. <laughs> I think it was like I think it was like they were like in between or trying to decide if they were gonna it was gonna be uh-huh, keep it was uh-huh, on again off again uh-huh. and when it was off again you were on it was well, it was hard on your heart it was real hard on your heart it, I, w- I was just so newly gay oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. and I was we, 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 we all we 
yeah. so newly gay and there was so this hard. really beautiful gay woman and she was really interested in me and I was like I will have this super vulnerable experience totally. where did you find her how did you like how did this come to be if this that's part of it too that's part of it too no, well no because like this is the same way that I met uh, Christina Rogers it wasn't also. a landmark so? yeah it was a landmark okay yeah that's yeah, what I thought we yeah, were yeah. all in this like professional development seminar mm-hmm. together totally so it was just like this like ripping beautiful babe and she was like one of the coaches so obviously that's what I, that's exactly what I'm saying that's part of it it's like this gorgeous woman who's out here also preaching about the possibilities of your life and yeah, blah 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 yeah, like yeah. Yeah, you were like fully drawn no, in I mean yeah. and she didn't I mean now that I am I don't think she did anything wrong you yeah. know what I mean there's probably like some communication that could have been like here nor there you know at the time but um, ultimately I was just like interested in what that experience might possibly be and totally disinterested in being the one to make that move at all <laughs> totally 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 so with this person and that was a really like great and beautiful experience then it was like two years later that um, that Chris and I started dating or so but yeah I'm in now a hetero relationship and I, as a bi person in a straight relationship like it's kind of fucking wild Lots you know it. what I mean it's I, really really wild I know I've it. watched you like experience like question marks like oh is this gonna be something that works for me like how do I what you know how much honesty and vulnerability do I have here because I want to create the relationship that I want but it, in a straight relationship if you want to have more freedom it takes a lot of communication and like the other person being on board too and also in the beginning what do you like you can't start that way you know what I mean yeah I mean I think that all people are so totally different you know that I think about myself and the straight relationship that I'm in currently or I think about like um other straight relationships that I was in before that and I think about like the the one gay relationship that I was in and they're all so totally 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 different and who I am Mm -hmm. is totally different in all these different stages and places in life you know for sure but it is interesting um in that like I think that you know being in a gay relationship was really fun because I like really really no longer cared how I was perceived by men at all and that was really <laughs> super empowering <laughs> so lovely I didn't realize what a straight jacket that was uh, for me for such a long time well it's hard because they make a, like men make all the decisions mm-hmm. you know so you well, we live in a patriarchy con- you have to pretty constantly be thinking about okay cool how are the men around me perceiving me today so am I going to be able to get the shit done I need or do I need to put more makeup in a bra on you know totally 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 and so it's like yeah it's just like feeling yeah it's a it's a it's a different life all the way around can I ask a question that I don't know how to phrase it? Sure. I want you to ask me exactly. We love that. Yeah, that's, that's a perfectly <laughs> brave way to ask a question. This is a safe space. Uh, okay, so if you always assumed or thought that you were straight. Yeah. And didn't really think that there was a possibility of that. Mm-hmm. So do you find yourself like attracted to more masculine women because that's a safer space for you? Or did you find when you started dabbling in that... You're not necessarily attracted to because as somebody who i identify as a lesbian Mm-mm. i can only imagine if there was a man for me he'd have to be very feminine because <laughs> I, I am attracted to very feminine women so i don't see like a natural segue you know totally and so like that's interesting to totally. me i the women whom i've had who i've dated were definitely gay mm-hmm. and definitely interested in me and definitely babes you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. and those were kind of like what i needed key factors those are what that's what i need to know mm-hmm. you know and the women who i've dated like i wouldn't say that you're necessarily masculine i don't even know what kind of men you no, did you could no, date no, no, men. no, no like for the, sure, the, for sure. the dude who i'm dating There's right big, now big huge burly beardo <laughs> uh, you know, like totally. like man's man. Totally, you know? this is a big dude. Like you could pick up a hatchet and like make a man out of a tree. You know, just by like looking at. Him. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, which which when I saw, I was like, oh, okay, cool. What's up, bro? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you'd gone on and did like some skinny cyclist after that, I would have been like. Lame. But I mean, if you look at history, like my first several were skinny. Like, you like, know, no, no, no. So it's like there's no, there's no like. Uh, is this the first? Don't one? hate on skinny. No. First of all, is this the first? <laughs> is this guy for you the first like uh, white male presenting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because normally Jessica's type is ethnically no. ambiguous. He is straight. He is white. He is male. <laughs> 
my last, like the last person who I dated was you uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah. it was like, was like this person but then like, before you know I mean? that was like look, like no, those, they're, they're, little skinny Asian ha- guy and then, before, and then before that was like <laughs> wait your long term relationship right was like with a, with a black man right yeah he is yeah. he is half black and half Japanese and what they all have in common is they have beautiful tattoos and they usually have some sort of like interesting <laughs> facial piercing and they're usually um, <laughs> no but the only like linear thing I think is just in, the, in that self-expression it's really in like not I like that your type is in self-expression and not something that people can help like yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or can't yeah. help which like, actually like, is they're awesome all, they're it's all redheads they all chose to be like tattooed which totally. is cool. it's an expression totally. of their taste first of all totally. yeah. <laughs> I really, really admire. That's more important than being like I only date. So the roads through a cookie decorating party. That, that was yeah, we Kristen to. The, oh, Kate, Chef Kristen Torres threw a cookie decorating party that we all came to and had a blast at. It was really fun. I had so many wines. I had I got so it. many. By, I was very cookies. late, and by the time I showed up, Corny was like. Come yeah, on. Courtney got so drunk that Kristen was annoyed at her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's, that's frequent. That did that's that very did frequent, happen. but like, I was drinking red wine so that I would drink slowly. This is how I learned to like whiskey. Yeah. I was <laughs> drinking I it to drink not. slowly, but then somebody showed up that was in, like, can we share? Because I brought red wine, can we share, like, and not open my bottle? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when I lost track of how much I had had and how much <laughs> they had had. That was the last and then they I were filling my glass, so my glass was never empty, so I never finished the glass. Got it, got it. <laughs> but I had two bottles of wine. Sounds like the opposite of a problem. <laughs> I saw a video of it at the end of the night where I was dancing, I had red teeth, and Kristen was like, go to bed. And I was like, no, go, to bed. go to bed. <laughs> we, were, we were decorating cookies, and maybe we'll put a couple up on our story, because I thought mine looked great. I made what my best cookie effort at, like, a Diane von Furstenberg uh, <laughs> uh, sweater, and I thought it was pretty fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we then played Rage Cage, supposedly. We did play Rage Cage. And I didn't remember the You rules. and Maria kept forgetting oh. that we were in an active game of Rage yeah. Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all literally just kept, like, one, like the cup would land in front of you, and then you maybe look to the right for, like, 15 <laughs> seconds, and we'd be like, hey, oh, hey, Courtney. That's what I, I meant. I think it was bad. both of y'all's idea to play. Wait, oh, you guys wait, were wait. What is Rage Cage? Oh, uh, we'll have what? to play after the podcast. It's very yeah. fun. Um, it's a drinking game, and there's a bunch of cups, like solo cups in the middle, and you all fill them with like a bit like a sip of beer usually. And then there's a ping pong ball, and the, you start by taking a cup, you drink the liquid in it, and then you bounce the ball into the cup, and then you pass it. Um. If you get it on the first bounce, you can pass it anywhere, and the strategy is that you want to pass it to the person who's in front of the other cup because there's two cups in play because if someone basically the person that gets it will like dunk on them and then they have to drink an extra cup and, and it ends it up stacks stacking so go. like one yeah. is really tall so it like gets harder to bounce it in totally totally and there's usually a shot in the middle so whoever's like last. and then everyone's drinking and screaming and jumping up and down and it's really fun it's, it's a great time. like really a hilarious game. I learned that like freaking. five years after college which is the best time I have it. only played it for the first time with the roads and then I, I'm always like ooh are we playing rage kick that's what because it's yeah. really fun. More competitive I, than like drinking. It's I fun. had to. What was what? What's that when you drink out of the funnel? Like a, a beer bong. Yeah, I had a beer bong. A white claw. Can I say that this all sounds like a nightmare? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's a great time. Jessica was just like sober for like a year plus. It's true. It's like true. That. And I'm not. I mean, like yes, and also. Yeah. You know, is there a room where I can just have a glass of wine by myself? <laughs> solo cups. Is there a room where I can have a glass of wine and talk to a cat? Or is it, there are many a room like that. Lead yeah. me to the is dogs. it only a queer frat party? Lead yeah. me to the books. It's a queer frat party. We missed out on it. Was it Nanette? She's like, mm-hmm. where do all the quiet gays go? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, put me there. <laughs> Again, having someone like a dignified person. I can be dignified. <laughs> While beer bonging a white claw, you ain't never seen that. Someone open a red bull. Someone open a red bull up my ass. Let's get that. I can't tell you how many nights I had, like the night that you had, where you never quite see the bottom of your wine glass. It's not even like, my wine. I only had one glass. I don't know. I, only, I never one. poured constantly I refilling I glass of wine. Feet. Well, in my own home. In my own home. Okay, okay, okay. Well, so, I think I'm allergic to all alcohol, we decided, but I told Kristen 
on New Year's, I was like, I might set the boundary of I don't start drinking till the champagne toast. <laughs> and she was like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, babe, seriously, I don't, don't remember me. I don't remember yeah, yeah, me yeah, last year. I so know, like, I know. If you want me to be it's alive. It's a little bit of the fun, though. I know. I'm like, it's it's a, a gamble, and I'm going to lose. I don't so want to remember the end of 2019. Yeah. I don't either, fair. but farts 2019. <laughs> I want to remember kissing my girlfriend. I'm not kissing anybody. Oh, uh, that's what you think now. Uh, 100% That's not. what you think now, good looking, but you just wait until mm. New Year's comes around. Friday. We went to Harry Potter burlesque at the parish. Um, Maria this invited us all. Collectively, the best decision we've ever best made as a we've ever done. Best thing we've ever done. It was the best $10 I've ever spent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, wa- we watched maybe two men and, like, six women, like, get naked to songs that were either about Harry Potter. They were or, all like, dressed up as Harry Potter characters. They were dressed up as Harry Potter. They would change songs. Like, um, the first one was... Um, um, every okay, so it was Moaning Myrtle. It was a woman, and this she was like, covering the song, <laughs> and she was covering the song. Uh, every is it every breath I take? Mm-hmm. And she goes, and she goes, every breath you take. Wow. And you just knew it was coming. Wow. You were like, no, it's happening. You know, and then so it's like taking it's off so clothes. Well, and also, and it was so, super queer on t- like the MC was queer, queer and like started out like talking about J.K. Rowling being a turf on Twitter yes. and it was, like this whole like we can't have Harry Potter ruined for us. And we're pro trans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask. I didn't want to be uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trans exclusionary radical feminist. Okay, okay so okay, she okay. so she recently came out. She backed a woman in the UK who got fired from her job because she was being rude to the trans people at work. Basically, she was saying that they they were like, wrongfully fired or something. Like J.K. Rowling just like and then J.K. was like, like yeah, and then like, this is like, unfair. Yeah, and you're like, no, you can't be rude to different people. So, like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, and so she's a TERF. And specifically, TERFs don't recognize that trans women are women, women or should in the have feminist the same, movement. same rights in the feminist movement. So, like, they want to be exclusionary in, like, talking about, like, women's health care or women's rights. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But so it was cool. It's like really woke at the beginning and totally, super Totally, which I thought was so awesome because they were like, look, yes, we're doing a Harry Potter show. Yes, JK is recently being unbelievably problematic, but let's all remember that she created this world for us 10 years ago and it's incredible and we're not going to let the now version of her ruin that And shit. we want to see some boobs. Like, yeah. And who wants to see boobs, right? And we were like, ah! We were like, like losing us. it. I went Slytherin boobs. I went and hit my J in the bathroom a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what does this mean? Okay, I know what that means. It was so fucking. Oh man, it was good. I mean, they had all body type tits. Uh, one girl had tassels on her ass, and then was like Never twerking. Was twerking. And then it was twerking, so like but she her could do ass like one at a time. I don't even understand. I have only known one burlesque dancer in my life, but I think she was telling me that we have like a natural way. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I want to know what I have. <laughs> Found out. You have a natural rotate. You're like either north, uh, counterclockwise, like either clockwise. like northern hemispheric or southern yeah. hemispheric All twist. All of the burlesque dancers listening are like, fucking absolutely not. <laughs> They're like, I'm ambidextrous with like, that bitch. <laughs> oh, I absolutely know that my left one would not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lucky. <laughs> so. So it's we're like there. About me. It's like, during. I almost called it halftime. It's during intermission, <laughs> right? During halftime. So the show takes like takes a little break because it's dancers, performers. They're changing, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Um, we get some drinks. This is where Chris takes over. Yeah, she was standing behind me for like a little bit, and I like looked back at her and whatever, and then I like looked at like Courtney and all of our friends, and I was like. Should I buy her a drink? Do you think that that would like go over well? Is that weird? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Always. And then weird? April and Lindsay are like, yeah, like two thumbs up, just like being stupid. And I was like, okay. And it took me like three more songs to like get up the nerve to like go talk to her. And she's like in the middle of all these people. And I was like, she's totally gonna shoot me down. It's fine. Um, because how many people fucking asked to buy them a drink, right? I mean, like, because she, she we dancer. just like, watched her take her clothes off to like a fucking rock song. Yeah. Like, you know, like she was just like, like kicking ass mm-hmm. the hottest but so I went up to her and I was like can I buy you a drink and she was like yeah and so <laughs> we go up to the bar and she's like I just went she's she talking to me asking me where I was from like actually having a conversation with me she's like I wouldn't just let anyone buy me a drink and I'm like uh-huh. we're killing it we're all killing right, it I put right. my drink on Corny's tab because it was open I love <laughs> it. 
that. I love it so much. I would do the same thing. We have the same last no, name, so I was like, last name Rhodes? Like, what? Yeah. 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 Damn. Damn. I already yeah. had the Sorry. No, I already had the Venmoer for the That's drinks. Like, yeah, he was like, hey, I got, I, I got, got her a drink. I was like, cool. And then he was like, I put it on your tab. I was like, cool. You're not never going to know. Thanks a bunch, asshole. Did you tell her it was from me? No. I would have done the same thing. That's all I'm trying to say. It seemed way smoother to do that. Just go to real vibe and be like, you're welcome. Those are ten harder dollars. I really... Yeah, and then she was like, we're going to Highland after this. And I was like, oh, cool, gay bar. Like, maybe she's queer. Like, that Uh works. And so anyway... I made y'all go with me to Highland because yeah, I was Maria like, I'm not going to be standing there by myself. And we've been wanting to dance for like we, Yeah, ever. we had been wanting to dance. Talking about dancing. And I abandoned you. I went home. And then one of the other... <laughs> me and Chris were like, we're going to go. I'd be, I'd be gone already. Chris and, Chris and Courtney both came over and they were like, you know, to make sure, like, you know, he's okay. And it goes right. And we're like, yeah. Marie and I will be there. You gave us an out. We were like, what could go wrong with me meeting a troop of burlesque dancers? Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> I couldn't even, be in safer hands. It's what the dream. <laughs> so they show up. Eventually they show up. Yeah. But then um, we finally go outside and y'all are with us. And uh, yeah. hanging out. Marie and yeah. I give them the appropriate amount of privacy. And then Chris and Frankie are making out. And I'm like, Marie. <laughs> Which I have never made out with someone in a wig before, and I don't think I've ever made out with someone whose boobs I've seen before I made out with them. So right? maybe a Snapchat here. She was smoking. But <laughs> anyway, pre- so Harry Potter burlesque was a yeah. full success for mm-hmm. queer. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yes, that was excellent. Uh, it was it was a good little yeah you know good little time. Sad boy and single season uh, ego boost. And know? then it was Christmas. How was uh, you guys did Christmas in San Antonio? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Kellen. Yeah, with, with our family. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, my parents, little brother and sister. Kristen went. She always spends yeah. Christmas with us. And then Caleb is essentially the Caleb fifth also child of the, our, our family. Lovely. He's our best friend. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, we were there for a handful of days. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. There was a million pets at my parents' house because we brought all three of our cats and our dog. Caleb brought a dog. My brother has a dog. My mom has two dogs. There are, there's two cats that live in my parents' house. So that's like, well, Basically, that was like 12 animals. I just said, Stop. 12 animals and there's six people in my family plus two more. So eight. Animals outnumbered people two to one. Yeah. <laughs> eight people in my parents' house. And then my little brother's girlfriend came and my little sister's boyfriend came for a part of it. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria and I, we Maria does her Christmas like Christmas Eve, so I let that be a thing. Even though I think it's pretty much Christmas cheating, but that's fine if that's what she's up to. It's kind of nice. She wants to Christmas Eve it. There are a lot of people. That's who knows. You know what? There are a lot of people who what are Christmas cheating right now. <laughs> I mean, I was I was like, this is fun. I also really appreciated that like we got to sort by doing it on Christmas Eve, since Christmas Day is such a family arrangement, yeah. mm-hmm. we got to have like a very private, totally. very lovely Christmas Eve. And it was honestly the nicest one I've had. It was like I've only been dating Maria for like some months. And it was like so no drama, so comfortable. She makes like she makes products and she makes these bath bombs that are incredible. What's it called? Blood bath. She makes this blood bath bomb that you can get on her Love Deluxe shop. And it's awesome. I've never used one before. And I was house sitting at this house that had a second story tub that was like almost in its own room. And it was huge, like definitely big enough for two people. You get me and I was like, so it was a, so it was a second story tub and we take the bath bomb and we take the bath and it was so lovely. And also the way my skin felt after it was like I had moist, you know, we don't take care of our whole bodies by putting moisturizer on because it's fucking I annoying. Never. It takes forever to put moisturizer on your whole body. And so you take this bath and then got out and it felt like that, like your whole skin was just so hydrated. And I was like, this is lovely. Can I express an had, unpopular opinion? I hate the feeling of lotion. Uh, you are using... You're probably using too heavy a lotion for I don't yourself. Like it. Is ooey gooey. I also don't like chapstick. Is ju- oh, man. You gotta lube your life. What are you talking about? I've never had complaints about my lips, and I just don't <laughs> like lotion. You know what? Fine. Maybe you're just a fully hydrated bitch, okay? 
Yeah, it's fine. And, and here we are. I. It's okay if I'm wrong. I acknowledge. No, I'm gonna wrong. be you're wrinkled and crusty when you're I'm old. It's fine. You're not wrong. I don't see that for you. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm someone who just like, I experienced definitely dryness in the winter, and so it was just a very hydrating bath, and I was like, fuck yeah. And it didn't leave the tub red, which I was super worried about. I would have been worried, too, if I was sitting out of the bath. Yeah, yeah. We did murder someone who was like, you know what? This looks like a maybe a $3,500 tub. Um, And what is it? And she's like, it's not going to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to trust her. And she was right. Didn't. Not even a little bit. So. (laughs) It was fine. But so yeah, so that was I was mostly like I was house sitting um, for a couple of dogs. I was doing a rover gig over Christmas, which was great. And we did Somali and we took the dogs for a walk, and then we opened gifts, and then we watched some shows and cuddled and had ourselves a bath and a lovely evening. That sounds like such a dream. <laughs> it was freaking fun. That sounds like a dream. It was, I was like, yeah, I've never. Like, this holiday is just about spending time with her, and it's lovely. Uh-huh. And yeah. We can trip because like we're adults and we're not gonna you know do too much and just enjoy ourselves. So if you've ever opened gifts on drugs, I have not. It is incredible. It sounds amazing. <laughs> you're like you're like you got me what? What did you get? I got a bunch of the cool stuff. I got lo- lots of... I got some Glossier makeup, which I love. You you may... I mean, if you know me, you know that I like makeup. But by looking at me, you would not think that I like makeup. So I was excited to get some Glossier. Some more mascara. I always need mascara. Um, some very... Uh, Your eyelashes look great. Wait mm-hmm. a second. Thank you. What are you wearing? Some... It's... um. Right now, I'm wearing Buxom. It's Sephora's... One of Sephora's house brands. But they have... The wand is excellent. If you, if you have big, huge... Long lashes. You guys can't see right now, but it looks like if, if Chris just blinked a just, couple times, she might just fly away. Just, yeah, I just need some Red Bull. <laughs> Up uh, your asshole. And an Astral. Yes. <laughs> we are uh, nothing if not classy. <laughs> Drinks to that. Cheers, Chris. We didn't do that this time. Oh, cheers, Chris. Well, Courtney cheers. and I did open our tab together yeah. on Q. But <laughs> she was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Open this it took you until two and be like, oh, we're doing I'm this. Board. Board. <laughs> yeah, I cut it, I cut it. Um, but yeah, so that was, I don't know, that was, it was freaking awesome. I recommend it. Get, spend a holiday high with your loved one. And also open, get, oh my God, oh, I got some incredible Tom Ford perfume. Mm, it's very lovely. Um, what else did I get, Maria? Um, a shirt. I got a shirt. Uh, Chocolates. I did get some chocolates. Ate them all to myself. Box. I got a little jury box. And uh, she also took me out to that French steak dinner. On it. Oh man, yeah, she got. Yeah, I got a. I love coffee, so then I have a mug with my sweetest little dog's face on it. It's like a, I got a graphic designer to make a, a, you know, a, a drawing of him, and it's super. Aww. It's fucking so cute. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the magic. It's the magic. <laughs> If you thought he was cute on the dog, you should see him on the mug. Oh my god. <laughs> Much cuter. Um, so I'm yeah. Just saying, don't sleep on Maria. That girl got you a custom dog mug. That shit is cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's trouble. Um, Jay, how were your holidays? My holidays were really great. Uh-huh. They were really great. I went home uh, to San Jose and um, the person whom I'm dating is also from San Jose. We met in San Jose, so our families live about 10 minutes away from each other. Wow. Which is really <laughs> Very convenient. Oh, that's crazy. Totally, 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 okay. yeah. So it was really, really lovely, and I got the opportunity to spend Christmas with his family. And so, it's, yeah, totally, it's like that, you know? So it's like, uh, we've been dating for a year now, and so it's like a uh, first, like, major... Uh, Christmas holiday but it was really lovely and we stayed with he's one of five and we stayed with his older sister and um, her husband and she has three kids who are all um, I think maybe 15 to 23 and that range so it was uh-huh. so fucking so, fun so Christmas is a blast we had such yeah, 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 a yeah. fucking good time yeah totally <laughs> I just like woke up and drank coffee we hung out in San Jose went to Santa Cruz a bunch and um, I spent a lot of time his dad plays uh 
uh, ice hockey, and so does his niece. So we spend a whole day just getting like day drunk with my sister at the ice hockey rink and uh, <laughs> playing like what do you meme at the brewery? <laughs> totally. Oh, and then, yeah, woke up on Christmas like at his sister's house, you know, and like doing that Crazy. whole thing. It was, it was really really great. Yeah, yeah. this is like really it's like renegotiating our holidays as adult children mm-hmm. who are unmarried who do not have kids you know yeah. what does what does Christmas mean for me and how do I cultivate those traditions without having the validity of children uh-huh. you know what I mean uh-huh. totally because it's like okay once you're married once you have kids then you get to do your own Christmas yeah. but like before that it's like what space what runway do you get yeah, yeah. that's so interesting we spent uh, most of Christmas day at my sister's mm-hmm. right because she has a two year old and it's like well if there's a baby in the family you gotta be there for Christmas because that's where the most exciting amount of Christmas will be happening. And let me tell you what my actual Christmas consisted of. It was waking up at his house and then we had coffee and I ate a bagel and then I drove to my mom's house. Well, he drove me to my mom's house where I had fucking cinnamon rolls which is, this is not, our podcast is not about carbs, you know. Yes, it, but, yeah. I wish it was. but like, this is what Christmas you obviously so we, drove, we drove like four fucking miles to my family's house and dropped off with you are Christmas with me and my sister and then um, I drive back to his house like a couple of hours later to do like our Christmas and then I drive back to my mom's house Shut a couple up. hours later to do like our lasagna and then he picks me up <laughs> like it was literally like his mind his mind his and then we're done you yeah. know but it's like it's by virtue of us having that kind of, but it's still like being the youngest person being the youngest in this family trying to accommodate all of these expectations trying mm-hmm. to like be in a new relationship yeah, being in a new relationship uh-huh. wanting to be with my family but also wanting to be with this person you know and like if if we lived in different cities it would have looked completely different yeah. you know what I mean but it's like by virtue of us living in the same city you're you I, as the youngest person, perform kind of this, like, trapeze artistry, yes. you know, between yes. these families where it's, like, where my heart is and where I'm expected to be are two different places. Thank God you have a 10-minute drive. Totally, yeah, and it was great, and, th- you know, thanks to my sister for letting Maybe me borrow. She's beautiful. special to me because I used to be someone who would accept no, um, no inconsistencies from anyone. No, you don't get to overstep me even a little bit, or I'm going to literally cut your legs out, which <laughs> words like so aggressive no room and she was like she spent a lot of time teaching me about understanding other people's point of views understanding other people's motivations understanding that like it you know with the help of her landmark tony robbins um you know some other teaching learning stuff i did but lots of conversations and patience from jessica about the perspective of other people and um how to not just be a raging dick all the time because i used to take my rightness my righteousness and just fucking cram it down people's faces like like, it was nasty. It was no good. And, like, step me wrong once, and I would just make you regret it forever. It was a, such a nasty trait that I have. <laughs> I still have that trait. And then, and I, even through the learning process of it, and which I see you, and I see you all the time, and I'm like, oh, Courtney will soften in time. I exactly understand where she's at. I was exactly this person. I was so aggressive towards everyone because I was like, do better, do better, do. Why can't everyone fucking do better? Doesn't everyone know the fucking rules? My thing rules? is, I feel like I'm very content with my very small circle of people who don't fuck with me. Like, and that's fine. <laughs> sure, but and I got, and that's I feel like I fucking but, move. Yeah, yeah. And I, but, I got to this point of being like, I'm too old for this bullshit. Way too young. Sure. So like, I, I have like seventy years <laughs> left of being. Like my threshold is low. But the thing isn't. But the thing isn't. Surround yourself with people who won't smudge your glass. There's also right? a distinction between yeah. who your inner circle is, mm-hmm. right? Like who do you fuck with? Yeah. And don't fuck with people that are dumb, right? Yeah. Versus, yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah. if in this life you have to fuck with dumb people, yeah. don't let it smudge your glass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Agreed. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I need to work so, a little bit on the gray area, but totally. like I think I'm very good at keeping. You've never met a gray area. Yeah. <laughs> I am. So Jessica took me one time on a long ass drive from Boulder, Colorado to Austin, Texas, and we listened to The Power of Vulnerability by Miss Dr. Brene Brown. Who's Dr. Incredible. Brene Brown. Okay, but like real talk, what is vulnerability? Yeah, that's is that question. interesting? I immediately wanted to turn to you to ask you. Like in my mind, you're kind of the expert on it. I know. 
What you is can it? wear that. I don't, I've never Professor. even. No, I appreciate you. I really do appreciate you. That was. Uh, Vulnerability is defined as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically yes. or emotionally. It's true. That's right. It's so like your exposing it's your underbelly, being open. I feel like in all the stuff that we've been talking about leading up to this, so like me being a very petty, angry, decisive person yes. is definitely a defense mechanism. Yes, 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 yes. Not yes. wanting to be vulnerable. Yes. You allowing people to do all of these things is also a, I am the something. epitome of vulnerable to every person I meet. Which is also, a di- we'll it's talk about, great. we'll talk about yeah. which is a different, it's a, you're abusing vulnerability the other way. Yes. 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 Yeah. I have no boundaries. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know this about myself. Yeah. This is why I have two therapists. Well, so, so it's like <laughs> vulnerability, I, vulnerability, I think in how like, mo- how it works for us mm. in these modern times mm-hmm. is like, it's how, um, without defenses or without defensiveness we're willing to come to a conversation with the people in our lives totally. I think that's probably how it like mostly totally yeah. totally 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 yeah. totally it's like it's like I know that by virtue of me sharing this with you you could hold it against me but I'm trusting you not to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see I feel like this is my number one problem okay cause like every t- <laughs> every time I have an issue with someone and they're like they want to have a conversation. I'm like, I'd love to talk. And then they have a conversation with me and then I am so real and blunt that uh-huh. I don't even get a text back after uh-huh. I'm like, here's how I feel. Okay. Because I lay my shit out I and I'm like, do I don't sugarcoat anything. And so I'm really open to having a conversation. I just, you're not, not vulnerable though. No, 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 no. You have spikes up. Chris is, no, 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 Chris no. Is, that's, that's not true. Because I'm willing, I'm willing to say all the things that you don't want to hear as well. Totally. I don't ever say, just say the same, like I'm like, hey, so here's the reasons why I'm pissed off at you and you fucked up uh-huh. and blah, 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 blah. I'll lay it all out. I'm not even going to pretend like that didn't hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. And then people are like, yeah, it's too much shit. I can't fix it. But, <laughs> but go for it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to say, but in that, so there's... This happened twice in the last six months. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I have no, something sure. to piggyback. I yes, haven't even heard if you said And if you need to note it, I have my notes. But within that, so Chris is a little bit right. This, you're shooting your words. Just says to me, you're shooting your knives at her. Right. You're shooting your knives at her with. You're shooting whomever you're talking to. You're shooting your knives at them with your words. You are coming to. The, yes, you are being honest, but you are not being honest in a way that is most productive to the conversation. So if so, if what I would do is my what I what I cared about more by letting my ego lead my old life is like I cared more about being right in the conversation versus cared more about the outcome of the conversation. Never been wrong. So exactly, exactly. Have I known her for so long? I literally said this in therapy today. I said Courtney's never been wrong even when I was right. She's never been wrong. So so I live for arguments. She stole all the rightness of the world. Yes. So I can tell you ten right things, but they're gonna make you feel bad. They're not gonna make you want to communicate with me they're not going to make you want to find a solution with me and most importantly they're not going to make you feel vulnerable and safe like you can communicate Mm -hmm. so it just doesn't it doesn't open to a conversation like that and I spent most of my life having conversations like that because I was like what the fuck are you talking about I'm right so what are we talking about I feel like my definition of vulnerability is kind of garbage what is it no no I don't know if I have a better one but I think that it's just like it's like when you have when you have this dark stay with me but it's like when you have like an open wound and you don't have a band-aid on it you know what I mean like you are susceptible mm-hmm. to bummer town like you are <laughs> not in a place that you is were so California you were so California you know, <laughs> so California you know, population one anyone want a bagel in bummer town <laughs> you do not have four on the floor you need help like we are in a place that is kind of yeah, sad and yeah. hurty it is way <laughs> sad and hurty easier to be fucking angry than it is oh, yeah. sad yep. and hurty, right? I'd rather also, be angry. Like, yeah. what is, what's like the place where it's like, what, what, okay, like, I fucking hate you and you make me so angry but really it's like my heart hurts because yes well, what because if my heart, this what if and my I can't heart tell you no but it's like but no, if you peel that, back like, to it bro, probably it's your like heart hurts the story that I'm telling myself like yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah. made my, my, my I 100% agree with it <laughs> there is a strong 
distinction between boundaries and vulnerability. I feel like there's a strong distinction probably between like people who you probably shouldn't fuck with anymore. And that's so it's uh-huh, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I deal with this all the time on like the realm of like people who are not in my life anymore. And is that a boundary conversation? Am I being a shitty person? Like, I'm not super sure, but like what the vulnerability in that is, right? It's like having a, a real ass conversation with somebody who you're like super likely to kick out of your life. But then it's like, you know, actually you are really, really important to me. Like, can I keep you here for any reason? You know, like it's like the, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a relationship and the part at which you are really, really ready to break up with each other is the part at which you just, there's nothing left to lose and you can tell each other anything that there oh, yeah. is to be told about the entire relationship. What to, but I think it's sugar coating. Vulnerability with powerlessness. Yeah. Also. Sure, sure, Which sure. I think is kind I of similar. I don't know. I want to say that like vulnerability is inter like interlinked with mm. a capability for growth to happen yes maybe oh, yes for real like so, instead of just being sensitive or just being powerless like totally. vulnerability totally. there is a possibility for some sort of like positive movement or reconciliation or something to move from that oh, because what is the point of vulnerability totally. else like elsewise like so Courtney the way you're saying that you view word. it as like akin to power <laughs> I like that better how you view it as like akin to powerlessness it's because it's a sort of like nakedness you're relinquishing control over someone else's ability to hurt you but that control is an illusion Mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have control over each other we just have the illusion of control well people can hurt you even when you aren't exactly people can hurt you all the time so by not worrying about that layer of conversation or that layer of like gaming or intimidating way to be you know or presenting and just being able to be your vulnerable self with like if in time you're able to let go of that thing um, you can bring more of yourself to the conversation which I think is a more interesting possibility okay but like what are what are even the benefits to becoming vulnerable like what is the benefit to being vulnerable um, it's growth I think the biggest benefit of vulnerability is growth right right so you can either so Courtney can stay her same course either self growth or can, growth of another person or yes. growth for the other person yes. I think that there's growth in many different ways that comes from vulnerability. Yes, using right? Courtney as an example, if she continues to, every time someone, uh, like, uh, affects her, like, like, uh, like, say, she has an electric fence around her. Every time someone buzzes her electric fence, she rips them in a way that they cut out. If she never gets that past that point with someone, that that will continue to be her experience 100%. But what if there's point, people in the electric fence that are having a great no, time? So, no, 100%. Some people are, gonna, are supposed to be there, and you're not supposed to like work go any further with them you've got your learning I'm keeping out the velociraptor but there's a thing that happens in knowing some there's a depth uh what is it in finance it's called like the law of compounding returns and there's a depth yeah, and familiar. so okay uh-huh. so how you guys are infinitely close because you've known each other literally since the second before you were pre-born literally right mm-hmm. and before so that. we were the, the same egg. exactly so the That's longer gross. you do something or the longer you practice something or the more you let yourself be within an experience you gain depth within that experience right and so that's what you let yourself get into when you are willing to be vulnerable yeah like what i really want to talk about is like where vulnerability like leads into having a fucking better sex life yes because sex is where we need to talk well exactly that's exactly what i'm saying it's a deepening of experience the first time you have sex with someone is the first time you have sex with someone the tenth time you have sex with someone there's something more that happens the thirtieth time there's something more that happens if you guys are willing to be vulnerable try things take that sting of uh, criticism or feedback or encouragement and then bounce and move forward boom you get growth boom you get to experience greater depth the scariest thing for me being a single person so I mean we've talked about this but I I have never been single um, as a trans person like so I was with Anna while I transitioned and then immediately dated Shelby and never have been single as a man like ever in my whole life totally especially as a trans man the scariest thing for me 
is the vulnerability of sex. That yes. that moment yes. of like which sex in general with a stranger is a vulnerable yes. moment. But I like, feel like for, sex even with for, people we fucking know is it's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. That women, bon- I think we all get that. At least yes. you're coming from that experience. You are okay. coming from the experience of like No, it's right. all vulnerable, but that people. moment like of yeah. makes me yes. so goddamn terrified yes. of just holy shit. Like and, I don't wanna be like I don't trust you well enough to yes. give you this part you of me. You know what? And maybe not and the reward of this probably subpar sex with this random person. What am I getting at? What am I getting at? And maybe not the same way, but to me, probably to a similar depth. Since I was someone who lost at some point like Mm -hmm. 80 pounds, I was ashamed to show my boobs to people because at a point that like I felt like they were too saggy. I would literally start off sex by apologizing for my Mm -hmm. chest, which is insane. That's insane. And I think as women, I think as women, we all exactly. I was about to say, I think as women, we all feel like our chests are not okay or whatever because they're not perfectly uh-huh. fake and poor. Or apologizing, you know, apologizing for vagina, which is insane. How many guys apologize? For I've their never dates? gotten a compliment. I mean, I've never gotten a complaint. And mostly people, when I say it, people are like, oh, "Okay, cool. I think your boobs rule." So that's you know, that's thank you so much. I you honestly know? feel, I honestly feel like by virtue of me having sex with people who are the same gender as me, it held open just this huge door for how I view view myself inside of a relationship. Or view mm-hmm. myself uh-huh. inside of a sexual uh-huh. experience with another. You watch person. yourself, like, you, did you watch yourself enjoy and think something was beautiful totally. on other people that you don't even accept? There's literally to let never been a yourself. point at which I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, her body, this, mm. or like she is this, or the, I'm just like, what a fucking privilege. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like thinking about all the times that I've hooked up with like straight dudes and just been so consumed mm-hmm. with like what you're thinking about yourself. No, totally. Just like yeah. or just like uh, literally anything, literally anything about what I look like. Totally. Then, like, my then, hair is a mess. Literally. And that we're just, <laughs> well, like, I and didn't shave like, no, Oh, my God. And I just, Can't and they see like, my mustache? He's not looking. No, he's looking he, for your anus. There's like, not even, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a target, you know? And it's just, you don't even think about, you don't think about anything. Yeah. You know, when you're in this, this experience with this person, you know, and it's just like, when, when we're in our own experience and we're thinking about what we look like or we're thinking about like how we act like or we're thinking about how we're supposed to be and it's just like just by virtue of you if you bending the gender on what you would normally even consider mm-hmm. it's like oh I'm super vulnerable in this conversation mm-hmm. big time that I would I would never even think about is this what they're thinking the whole time you know because this is such mm-hmm. a fuck like yeah. is this what men are thinking it's, the whole time yeah, I, mean, yes. I don't know yes. I, I totally. won't even the opposite gender is totally that I think that I think what men as someone who has fucked women as a yeah. woman I, and a man it's what we're thinking all the time. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. It's such a privilege. It's such a privilege to be with another naked body no matter Mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. It's such a fucking privilege that it's just like no matter what happens, like this is such a joy. Well, yeah, if someone gives you like that vulnerability, like enjoy it. It's crazy though how like every person, specifically women that are so hard on themselves, I feel like if you've had sex with women as a woman or someone who okay let's say someone who menstruates if you're someone who menstruates and you can have sex with someone who menstruates <laughs> this is a great example right I'll fuck a girl on a period anytime at any, oh, all any, day long any, all day, all day no long no fucking problem no at all but you know we all have that moment put on like, my white outfit like, are you to do sure, it are you sure you want to go down on me because I'm on my period like and but I wouldn't think twice no sense exactly I am 32 exactly. years old never has there ever been a time when someone has gone down on me while I was on my period are you serious and my 32 years of this living see I have no problem there I have never which my ex has only dated cis men never. and she was like you can't touch me yes. when I'm on my period my, my girlfriend like, is a lesbian I was only ever had sex with women. We've been together for three years, and she still is like, "Well, my period." I'm like, "Babe, what the fuck?" Like, I have no problem, and I've told you this. Showers are. I know. But it's ingrained in our heads to be like, "I'm I'm gross. I'm this. I'm that." I'm like, "No, we all like it it is so ingrained." Marie and I are vampires, so it's not a thing. (laughs) Sounds hot. You know what? There are light days. There's getting on your knees in the shower. There's putting a towel down. You know, there are ways. I don't care oh. what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I could be having sex every day of a month. <laughs> We'd be giving up two weeks out of the month. Of I am For half the month, I fucking hate you. Yeah. For the other half the month, I also fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go down on you. God damn. No, and, that, and that's a magic thing, right? Because there's, 
Man, <laughs> having, um, you know, I always, I pride myself in thinking that in every new relationship I have, I'm growing, I'm experiencing, I'm having greater ex- depth of experience and I'm um, learning and I'm evolving. That's something that I want to be doing. And so I've had... That should be everyone's goal. Like if we could give you anything be. from this What's episode, up? like try What's to up? do more, grow yeah. and do something better totally. in every Learn. relationship after Learn the next. From- like, because otherwise you're wasting everyone's Talking, time. Look at your damn self. It's you. Look at yourself <laughs> yeah. and make some They're changes. not all crazy. It's you. Some shit worked. Some shit didn't. Pick your battles. You got this. Uh, and <laughs> so, and so I watched my, I've watched myself evolve through sex. I've watched myself have some like really incredible sexual relationships and I've watched myself have some like vulnerably, like some, some less incredible sexual relationships and it was identifiably because the vulnerability in the moment was not there. Mm. That person and I were not allowing ourselves to have great depth of vulnerability. It's so important. And before that, I didn't know. I didn't know what made sex better or less good yeah. within my relationships. I didn't. I was not aware. I think it really is like access. Like how much access do you have to yourself? You know? Yeah. And how much are you yeah. willing to share with this other person? Because that's the other conversation in regards to like sex and vulnerability. Is like the conversation around one night stands is like that's not good for me I've done that before that's not fun Mm -hmm. for me because I don't care about you at all you don't care about me at all you have to know if you can be a casual sex person or not casual sex person but it's like I mean like in 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 regards to the vulnerability conversation, it's like totally. I'm not going to get a depth of experience unless, uh, unless, right? So a lot of people do it when they're super, super duper drunk and they're not uh, actively You're not choosing like control. Yourself. Of yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. Like, and there's also just that vulnerability is only so, something that's only deepened over time. Like, yeah. yes, you can like show yourself to someone, but you're not experiencing depth of vulnerability until you and a person have. I think some people can do that together. from the get go. Some people are very. Vulnerable. <laughs> I feel like life and relationships is kind of like the slaps game of like mm-hmm. being, yeah. you know, where it's like, I will fucking slap the shit out of you, you know? Like how many times have you been slapped the shit oh, out of? And you're well, like, you learn to pull your hands away mm-hmm. to this effect where you're just like, you know, so I don't want to play this game anymore. That's yeah. the other thing that Brene Brown says, which is mm-hmm. where like sort of Chris lives on the spectrum, which is where he allows himself to be slapped. So he brings his vulnerability out in every relationship, like whether they're friendships, whether they're really like a intimate relationship. He brings it out and he says, look, here I am. Love me. Love me. Love me. Well, love me. Love me. And then people slap him and he goes, ow. And all thing that you're doing there that Dr. Brene Brown talks about is you have not vetted them no, to no. be uh, right. They're not. They're not worthy, not worthy of, of it, your vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't earned it. They haven't proved to you that they'll keep that. They will take care of it the way you deserve to, for it to yeah. be taken care of. You know, it usually comes out like and so that's a year just later like a, when they decide that that's not what and they that, want. And I used to do that fucking thing too. If that was a relationship thing. I'm like, look, here I am. Take me, really, me. You know, which I don't and know how to be any other way. Yes. But I need to be better at um, sifting through who I let through. Totally, because like. I know that I'm charming and I know that this thing and if I click with you I can be vulnerable with you but like just with certain people but I give that whole I give that whole vulnerability and I give it rarely and when I do and it it gets dropped then I become this shell of a person but because you give it you're such a delight to be with and that's one of the things that's great about you and so when you give it to people that either have shown you that they're not worthy of it or um, maybe uh haven't earned it and it's maybe a little bit too soon you like give it away at the risk of it being soft yeah. versus making sure you're giving it to the people that are that have shown you they'll be kind with it yeah, that have right. shown you they'll respect you it you talking know? about so vulnerability like, in long term relationships oh, one yeah. yeah one I want to say that vulnerability should always be on our own terms Yes. Yeah. Because yes. when it's not on our own terms, it feels like a violation of privacy. Yes. If it's forced, it's not vulnerability. <laughs> because yes. recently it came back to me through the grapevine of, hey, one, we're on a podcast where we talk about sex. I am an open book about things, but I don't want to hear about things through someone I don't know about my sex life that I haven't put out there. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. Yeah. But like, I was with my ex-fiance for four and a half years, so like... Yes, she fucked me. Like, yes, we did all sorts of things. We were together for four and a half years. Like, there was a point where it was like, you want to try that? Okay, sure. Like, that's not normally my thing, but like, you want to strap on something? (laughs) Fuck yeah, sure. Hey, I got a bunch of pencils rubber band (laughs) with a condom on them. Do you mind? Will you bend over for a minute? But it turned into like a vulnerability conversation with 
my most recent ex of like, well, I didn't know you were into that. I'm like, I like it's not a thing I asked for, but like after four years, when someone's like, I want to try this thing, you're like, I'm comfortable with you, and I love you, and like, what else? Fuck yeah, I'll do that with you. And I was like, if you had asked, I probably would have said yes because I was vulnerable and safe with you. Also, but yeah. it never- you say yes to everything. I do. <laughs> that, that is what vulnerable. I mean, yes. Verse, yes. Verse, I mean, based off my first uh, definition, definition yeah. which is like, I'm gonna say this, and you can use this against me, right? I'm gonna do this, yeah. and you can use it against me. You know what right. I mean? But it's like, yeah, when it comes to pegging, <laughs> <laughs> let's put the word out there. Pegging. Which, which I even said, she was like, she fucked you, and I was like, in the ass, and she was like, what? And I was like, you didn't even know all the details because this girl who heard it from my ex fiance wasn't giving you all the. Yeah. We just don't talk about it at brunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which we'll it's talk like, about on this podcast totally. of my own volition. It's it's but on beer number four, you open up beer new categories. All I'm trying to say is that the person who I have dated past that, or the person who I've dated past that, or the person I've dated past that, may or may not know about this right. experience that I've had with this person. And Sorry. that is my choice. Bless you, my child. Yeah. <laughs> like, we get, we get to be it's, that vulnerable. I or... get, totally. I get. I get to have that conversation with this person. I get to, you know, have this have this action with this person. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't choose step into if I, every and choose if I want to have it with this one or with this one. If well, I you don't come in with like a checkbox of like, we did this, use no. handcuffs and this. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done everything uh, sexually with every person. No. Absolutely, Absolutely not. It is the it is the barrier to entry. It is the the vulnerability. It is the experience that you have with each person. That's just like I would have this experience with. As far as how like vulnerability plays in the relationship, I feel like that's a little bit the difference between like having lots of like I spent two years having like any one night stand I wanted, you know. But then ultimately, I was like, okay, I'm looking for the ultimate experience in a relationship. And I know that I think the only thing that intensifies the same experience is growth over time. And so at a certain point, I was like, I'm ready. I want my long term relationship that I will work with someone to spend a lot of time. I think that the the most greatest thing to be experienced within a relationship is one that you've had with someone that you it works because you guys are continuously honest and vulnerable and both on board with willing to change and grow. And so you get to experience new levels of that over time. It's like that's something that I aspired for in a relationship. I really feel that. And I feel that especially in regards to vulnerability when it comes to sexuality, um, when it comes to like sleeping with someone of the same gender for the first time, sleeping with a same person for the first time, sleeping with uh, someone um, who you've, you know, been really into forever who you're now sleeping with for the first time you know somebody who I mean there's so many different levels to like sex vulnerability like doing something new with somebody who you've never who you haven't done with before you know yeah no I totally agree it's funny because oh my god the vulnerability of sex toys Jesus uh, uh, sex toys is possibly a next podcast oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that's Christ. our next guest Wait, is gonna be Maria yeah we're, um, okay so questions for Chris so well, there questions for the queers well we took we took a pause because I, on the topic of vulnerability I wanted to ask Chris if it would be okay if we asked him questions about um, trans sex because I'm, I have some I know Jay has some I you're Chris like you're the first actual trans friend I've really ever had I've known a great one you are you're a wonderful one you're a perfect (laughs) one I've known a couple other people but you do feel you do feel like um I do feel sometimes minorly shameful for my ignorance on the topic, you know? And then I'm like, I don't want to ask because I don't want to be, like, a crazy dick or something. <laughs> you know? But, like, but so part of vulnerability, like, Brene Brown's, like, part of vulnerability, instead of just asking the questions, let me ask you if I can ask you the questions. Mm-hmm. Right? So we took a break and did that. Um, and Chris was like, yeah, I'm an open book. The reason we have this podcast is because we want to be a resource to people. So this is how we be a resource. Mm-hmm. So, like, what... So you, you're going to have a sexual encounter... Do you? So I used like I used to preface people with my boobs. I'd be like, like we literally we'd be getting down to it, and I'd be like, hey, just so you know, you know, I lost I lost it. Took me like fourteen months. I lost about eighty pounds. So like some of my skin body doesn't have the elasticity that it did when I was seventeen. Whatever bullshit story I was selling, you know, for my banging ass body. I know. (laughs) 
And but it's how it's how we view ourselves. So like, is there anything that you'll like preface a encounter with a sexual relationship with? Well, I've only had sex with one person who didn't know I was trans mm-hmm. until the moment of. Um, everyone else has known I was trans because I've slept with people who either knew or uh-huh. had long relationships with, or um, I have the. <clears throat> I guess kind of privilege of being very out on Instagram. So yes. a lot of people, once they meet me, follow me on Instagram. I'm totally. clearly trans on Instagram. Well, so yeah, you're such a light. But um, yeah, my most recent sexual encounter. So I want to preface with that. Obviously, every trans person interacts with people sexually differently. No, you speak for all trans people. Stop it. <laughs> I am the Lawrence. I speak for the trans. <laughs> and so like everyone has their own comfortability as far as like when you're going to disclose that you're trans, uh-huh. that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, for me, I. I've only had sex with one person who didn't know I was trans. Yep. It was pretty much the only, like, well, one of two one-night stands I've had in my whole life. Uh-huh. That was pretty recently we talked about it yep. on the first episode we were back, I think. Yep. Um, and it was a girl I met at a country bar. She happens to know my mom, but she's, like, younger than me. Um, and she was, like, fully naked, and I was like, we gotta talk for, like, a second. Because <laughs> like, I, I was like, like, I don't want you reaching into my pants. I don't want to be grinding against you. You don't feel yeah, anything yeah, fucking... Yeah. Popping up, I don't you like. I have a bunch of ignorant questions for a trans person. Okay. Go for it. That's just like if I were to hook up with a trans person. Yeah. What? What is it? What? What do you want to have happen in this hookup with a one night stand? Like, how do you want to be treated? How do you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. Well, with a one night stand, I probably will almost never let them do anything to me. Okay. Well, yeah. imagine it was a three night stand. <laughs> okay. Um. What do you want? Like, how how can a person make you feel comfortable, alive inside of your sexual body? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At what time? At what point do you bring a prosthetic into the situation? Was it that because that wasn't that part of want? the game? What do you need? Where are you at? How can we serve you? Honestly bringing prosthetics in is more vulnerable for me yes. a lot of other yes. trans people like I know some of my trans guy friends mm-hmm. who like only have sex with prosthetics I feel like that's more vulnerable that requires like a comfortability I'm not necessarily going to have a connection with you to get off to be comfortable enough that that's going to happen but um, for me like I it's easy for me to get someone else off I'm going to use my hands I'm going to use my mouth totally. I'm going to use like my anatomy basically like not scissoring we're not like crisscrossing yeah. but like yeah. My hips inside your hips. Like grinding. Um, testosterone causes some growth. So uh-huh. like my, uh, what is my clitoris? But like what I call my dick is uh-huh. like slightly bigger. And when I get turned on, it's hard. So like you can feel that shit grinding against you. It feels uh, good for most people. Does uh, it feel also feel good for you? Oh yeah, I can okay. feel when I'm inside someone. It's okay. fucking dope. So uh, that that's like my ideal thing. I love getting head. Um, just like... Mm-hmm. Suck and lick like you're giving head to totally. any person with yep. a dick. Um, and same goes for like when people use their hands on me. Like I like penetration when I'm really vulnerable and comfortable with someone. Mm-hmm. Besides that, just externally, that's what I'm into. And like with my ex, I was just like literally like focus on the tip and act like you're giving a hand job. And like it's like the I'm same there. thing. Yeah. And you're like I'm fucking honestly, it's yeah. just like for me like way smaller. It's like four centimeters instead yeah. of like yeah. <laughs> I don't know what centimeters are but like not really big so yeah like whatever so like just go at it so for me like I just communicate those things of like I'm into that like you like just stay outside and do that or so it's not did that answer your question it totally did answer my question and and like how genuinely vulnerable it is to ask that question in the first place where it's like bro like what do you want like should we be in this experience like how can I serve you as like a pretty straight lady who's Mm -hmm. into like you know like what what do you need from me in order to feel like totally fucking comfortable like which these are the conversations i have with people that i have sex with and they're vulnerable conversations of like what's cool and what's not which you should have with anyone yes i was gonna say on a more general scheme it is not it's not uh (laughs) a disservice no it's not a different than like um you know let me invite you to this fan will like are you willing to participate in this fantasy with me Mm -hmm. right like that's what we're doing with equal parts equal parts you asking what do you want? The, the other person needs to recognize the things that they are capable of giving in that situation. Yep. Because I have also had a situation where one time I had a moment with one of our trans guy friends. 
Um, and I was fine making out with him. And then we got into like a sexual situation. And I was like, dude, I'm ex- pretty exclusively a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how to treat you in the way that you want to be treated. Totally. And out of respect for you, we're not going to do I don't want yeah. to invalidate It would invalidate you and invalidate yeah. me. But see, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, like we, had to, like, yeah. we had to just step away from that moment. Because I was like, there's no, there's just no, there's no reconciling my identity and your identity today. Totally. Yes. <laughs> totally. And that's, and that's the conversation that I have is yeah. like, what what behaviors are invalidating? What behaviors are You just have to know the things you want to do and don't totally. want to do and want someone to do to you. And that, yeah. that goes for everybody. I don't think that that's right. exclusively a trans guy thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty similar to the conversations you just have. Like, what are your preferences? And then like, I mean, just for me, I'm like, just like call it my dick. Like, don't ever say you want to go down on me. Say you want to suck my dick. Like, yeah, that's gonna totally. turn me on. Like, don't you give me. Yeah. Head. Please don't ever talk about like how would I get. I don't want to hear about that. You want to yeah. talk about how much I came? Fuck yeah, cool. Totally. Like, that's all about language. That's totally. sexy. Like, that's the same thing. It's like, what are you touching your chest now? No. Now that I've had top surgery touch my chest but prior to top surgery I used to I used to use KT tape and tape my chest down or I would like wear a binder or a sports bra whatever never wanted my chest touched now I'm like Anywhere, yeah, I touch work me, on it. Whatever. I've had it done yeah. work. Fuck it. Yeah. It's like yeah. so genuinely news <laughs> to me and like every experience. And it's like, I've never had sex with a trans person, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, also, it's just like, I just am so interested in making everyone feel like they're fucking here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, this is, I am living for this. I think this is a good yeah. conversation where some people are afraid to like ask. Well, and we're not even having sex right now. We're just having a with a fucking yeah. trans person for the first time it's like bro how do I honor you yeah. Yeah. like how do I make sure that you know that like I'm here for you and it's like right. I literally don't know I I mean, every you, sexual encounter should be treated every, exactly. every person that's should be it's not didn't teach me yes. I don't fucking yes. know I have to ask you Max was purpose. the worst education on trans people he is the people. worst I would never <laughs> sleep with Max I would he just sleep he with. just strapped out an 8 inch dick and called it a day I mean he did not call it a day you know because we're still here asking Well, but but also there's genuinely vulnerable. (laughs) Genuinely. This is what the vulnerable podcast is. It's just yeah. I just showed everyone my. pre-top surgery boobs so that was a vulnerable moment yeah it was so because <laughs> i i had a question about nipple because i want to get i guess not really like a ch- chest reduction but a like lift? yeah what yeah like a chest re- a reduction i want to get a reduction i want to i want them like lifted and smaller you just know? want a renovation i want a chest renovation hundo p one hundo p i want hardwood and i got cork right now <laughs> 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 I'm t- you know the yeah. give is the give is nice, but can we have an HGTV show? It would be Right, every time I put a bra on, I'm like I'm choking. And my my experiences of, of my life is that I am choking in my life. You it's know, so fucking uncomfortable. I feel that so hard and that I've been like, I want to be a person who wears sexy swimsuits, and those sexy swimsuits have fucking underwear cups, mm-hmm. and I put on, I. And go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> For my sexy Where swimsuits. Where I want to go. I drive and I go to the fucking Target fucking dressing room and I was like, oh yes, this person is like Speaking 30, whatever, fucking whatever cup she is. And she's like, no, this this feels like an actual trash can fire. And it's like, oh, it's because you wear fucking bralettes every other day of your life. Like, why do you think that when it comes to swimsuit season that you're going to be wearing you're not, a fucking They're not sexy ass. No, you are not. Just go to the back and put on your free people they're not, bralettes. They're not made for us. <laughs> no, they're not okay. made for us. Do the wrap up. Okay. Well, first of all, um, do want to mention this episode is coming out on the first day of 2020. Yay, happy new year. So, Oh, yeah. Maybe we can cover resolutions in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do it. We'll do it. We will. Because realistically, we're not going to start them. We'll we'll be here. Here. I don't make resolutions, so that's fine. I do make resolutions, but I only make one, and I make one that is attainable. I make a bucket list of things I want to try to do, but I'm not going to change who I am as a person. That's going to happen regardless of what I, I do. I want to make yeah. so many contributions to this conversation. Yes, we 
resolutions. Okay, you're welcome yeah. back anytime. You can come back. Really. Do you want to be on our next episode? Right? We can be on the next episode. This is yeah. great. Okay. The, the dynamic. Yeah, we can have a part two. Oh, totally. we can have part two. Resolutions because we didn't get fucking day. Okay, that's our show for this week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer For It. You can send us an email at QueerForItPodcast at gmail.com and visit our website, QueerForIt.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, and everyone about us and shoot us any questions and topics that you would like us to answer and cover in future episodes. Until next time, we love you and you should too. We, we love, love you. you. Bye, team. Bye.